Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. On the cross, Jesus was very close, in very close quarters with sin. Why? Because that, that is where the sinners are found. That is where the sinners are found. And that is where Jesus wants to be. It's why he came. He came for you and me. He came to bring himself, his divine love, his person, his divine light into the darkest, places, even to the place of God-forsakenness on the cross. The earliest Christian prayer is from Philippians. It's the earliest prayer we know of the Christian faith. It was sung, we think. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness. He humbled himself, becoming obedient, obedient, even to death, death on a cross. When people heard this prayer, it would have sent chills up their spine. The brutal, torturous death of the cross was known, and it would have been bone-chilling just to hear its name. It was reserved for slaves, pirates, and enemies of the state. Polite people in society would not speak of the cross. And even in Christian history, it took a long time 
to depict the cross. We see it all the time now. But the first one was carved in wood in a small panel in a church in Rome called Santa Sabina in the 5th century. It took Christians almost between four and 500 years to be able to look at it. They believed it was salvific, but they couldn't bear to look at it, for they knew what it was. In the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, it says, cursed is the one who dies on a tree. Cursed. It could not have ended for Jesus in a worse possible way. No wonder Peter said to Jesus when Jesus said he would suffer, die, and be crucified, he said, this must never happen to you. No wonder he said that. But it did. It did happen to him. What we read today happened to Jesus. Happened to him. It doesn't really make sense why God of the cosmos, the creator of all that exists, who is divine love for all that exists, would become a slave, humble himself, and be obedient to death on a cross. You see, friends, love has a reason that reason does not know. God has a reason that we humans do not know. The reason that comes from his heart that wants to be with sinners, with us. And he would go to this extent to be with us, that he might redeem us. And we might know his mercy. I, uh, years ago, spent a couple of years being a marriage counselor. And I was working with a couple. And it was about our third or fourth session. They came in to see me about their marriage. As soon as I looked at her, I knew something was not good. As soon as we started, she blurted out, you know what I found out? Do you know what he's doing? He's having an affair. Well, the wailing, the pain, and the suffering and anger was heartbreaking. So the next session, I met with just the husband. And we were talking, 
And he said something and asked me something that no one has ever asked me. And I was surprised because he didn't seem like a particularly religious person. But he stopped and looked at me and said and asked, is God with me when I sin? And I immediately said, oh, yes. Yes, he is. You may not be with God, but God is with you. Even then. He wanted to be with sinners. That's why he came. And at the Last Supper, the Passover is the most sacred, intimate family event in the Jewish life. And at that Last Supper, the disciples gathered, and Judas was there. Judas, the one who betrayed him, was there. And at one point, they asked, who would betray you? And he said, the one that dips the bread in the cup with me. And Judas dipped the bread. And the dipping of the bread is a sign of profound intimacy. It is what you do with your bosom friend. And he, Jesus, befriended Judas to the end. And Judas betrayed him. But Jesus loved him to the end. Jesus on the cross empties himself, goes all the way down to God-forsakenness. For all of us who have wandered from the Father, and all of us have, no matter how far we've wandered, he's there to gather us back and embrace us. Like the prodigal son feeding the pigs, he was embraced there by his Father. Jesus on the cross went all the way down to bring us all the way back to him. All the way back. So we could answer Paul's question. Paul said, what can separate us from the love of God? Well, his answer is, Nothing, nothing, even our sin will not separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Nothing. Corrie ten Boom was a Christian during World War II. She was Dutch, and her family was a people of faith. And when the Nazis overtook the country, they began hiding Jews in a little place in their house. And she had success 
saving human lives until one day they were discovered. The family was brought out and sent to a concentration camp. Her father died. Her sister, who she loved more than anything in this world, died before her in the camp. And she said she received unspeakable cruelty. But even there, she discovered he was there. And she said, no pit is so deep that God is not yet deeper. No pit is so deep that God is not deeper because he went all the way down, all the way, to bring us all the way back. Friends, there is no God-free zones. That is what we know today in his death. There is no God-free zone. This Friday is good. thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.